Welcome to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Their goal is to win the lost, disciple Christians, set the captives free, and see the sick made whole. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org. Now, here is Pastor Gary Culp with today's message. Well, good afternoon. The Lord bless you. What do we know for sure? God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Let's pray for souls. Father, we want everyone to be saved. And therefore, we're praying for the eternal salvation of every boy and girl, man and woman in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. We're praying for their past, present, future spouses, all the children they have now in the future and their family members, all grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members, all great-grandchildren they have now and in the future and their family members. By faith, we're sending the Holy Spirit to convict each person of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Lord Jesus, make yourself real to each person. May they understand your incarnation, your perfect life, the great miracles you did, your death, burial, and resurrection, your precious atoning blood, the revelation and understanding by your stripes we were healed would come to every boy and girl, man and woman, and they would humble themselves before you. They would repent of their sins, receive you, Lord Jesus, as Savior and Lord, and be gloriously born again from above. And Father, please get each person into a good Bible-believing teaching church. They would then be baptized in water, receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Every Christian would become a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're agreeing that every demon-possessed and demonized and captive person being set free. And yes, Lord, all the sick are being healed from every sickness and every disease. And Father, your people are receiving and walking in financial abundance, prosperity, debt cancellation of their debts, the full blessing of Abraham, whom God blessed in all things. And we agree for it in Jesus' name. And Father, we're praying for the nation of Israel. We love the Jewish people. We bless them. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem according to your word. And we agree with your word, Father, that they have eternal covenant to all the land of Canaan. And therefore, we come against any kind of two-state solution, Father. That's from hell. It's no good. You've given it to the Jews, Father God. And Father, give them complete victory over Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, Syria, Lebanon, every country that comes against them father god uh, shut them down stop their enemies and if necessary father destroy them we love and bless the jewish people father give them victory in in battle and if any, any of the jewish people get wounded heal them and restore them to health and wholeness and again the greatest uh, gift is salvation lord we pray that every blinder and scale would fall off the hearts and minds of the jewish people and they would see lord jesus that you're their messiah and savior and lord and they would be born again from above so we're green for all these things father god take care of them and bless them and may the united states always stand behind Israel and be a blessing to them. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Also, there's a lot of things going on in the world <laughs> we need to pray against. And again, I think probably the most pressing is uh, Chris Reed uh, from Morningstar Ministries had the, the vision uh, or dream about the 12 sleeper cells that we need to pray against. And then uh, another prophet has, has risen up, Jeremiah Johnson, talking also about sleeper cells. But he also uh, specifically meant, uh, lifted up four different states that specifically needed to really be praying and interceding it's missouri uh, minnesota michigan and maryland so we're going to pray about that and then we're going to pray about uh, uh the other things that uh, are, are trying to come against us so let's continue on father we come to you in jesus name we thank you for the the, the legitimate prophetic voices out there and father god you brought revelation that there's 12 sleeper cells in america you revealed that in missouri minnesota uh, michigan and maryland father god that these states need to especially be in prayer against the danger of terrorism so father we're agreeing together father god we pray whether it be through law enforcement or your angelic host father those sleeper cells will be shut down every person who is here is a terrorist a foreign soldier someone here to do evil father god their evil would be stopped you would drive them out of this country and father if they try to do evil you would stop them father god we agree they're not going to bring terrorism to america we ask you to stop this evil right now and father god help millions of christians to cry out to you and to see these things and especially lord we pray for special protection for everyone in the state of missouri uh, minnesota michigan and maryland father god and whatever terror cells are there again expose them get out of the, get them out of here and if necessary destroy them and we thank you for it also and father thank you for the dreams you've given me concerning the digital currency father we come against what the Fed and Joe Biden and the WF are trying to do to establish this digital currency is from the pit of hell. It's part of the one world government. Father, they're trying to control us, take us over. Father, we come against this. Father, we pray that you'll send all their plans into confusion and derision. They will continually fight among themselves. And Father God, they will not be able to come into agreement and you'll raise up millions of people to crowd against it. And we agree there will be no digital currency until after the rapture of the church. And Father God, not only drive out the terrorists, but Father, secure our borders. Father, you've allowed us to know and understand over 7 million people have come here illegally, Father. Expose them, Father God. Drive them out. And don't let them come back, Father, unless they come back legally according to our laws and according to our Constitution. Also, Father, please protect our power grid. Father, don't let there be any EMPs. Please protect our electricity, our gas, our oil, our coal. Father God, don't let them take out any more power stations or any part of our power grid. Don't let there be any sabotage. Continue to protect our food production plants, which have been uh, burned down by terrorists. And Father God, protect our farms and farmers. May they have great produce. May there be enough food in America to not only feed every American, but help others around the country also and again father god you know and father we are amazed in america that this can happen but you know the terrible persecution and evil that has come against your servant donald trump and his family and against conservatives and against christians father you have reminded us of the book of esther yes lord we are your mordecai's father god we agree you will continue to watch over and protect us we will continue to abound we will have our every need met and be at walk in abundance 
And not only that, Father God, just like you did with Mordecai, well, you will continue to promote us and we will continue to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath in these end times. And Father, the Hamans, you know who they are. As these Hamans will continue to try to destroy us or kill us, we agree you're going to do just like in the book of Esther. They will be, all the Hamans will be hung in the very gallows that they have prepared for us. And we agree for that right now, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And also, Father, one more thing. Father, please don't let them put any more mRNA material into our food, water, plants, and animals. And Father, help us all to bless and pray over our food that even if it is contaminated, Father, we will be blessed and we will not get sick. So we're green for all these things right now. We, when you said, Father, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And we agree, we believe, and we agree you're doing all these things for us. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. We're going to continue on healing today. Again, uh, healing is the children's bread, Matthew chapter 15, 21 through 28. But again, we're going to start out with the Great Commission in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Remember the Great Commission, there's one in Matthew and there's one in Mark. And the one in Mark is very more specific about what exactly we're supposed to be doing. So we appreciate that, that God would do that for us. Mark 16, 15. And he, that's Jesus Christ, said unto them. Now he's got, talking to the 11. Go you in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Ah, so God wants everyone to get saved. And therefore he's sending his people into the all whole world, like he's sending you and I, to share Jesus Christ so they can get saved too. Verse 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So we want to get everyone into a born-again relationship with Jesus. First act of obedience is baptism. That's a public testimony of what you understand not only Jesus did for us on the cross, but what he's done for us internally through the cross. But he that believeth not shall be damned. That means perish. That means go to hell. People who are not born again die and go to hell. Okay. Now, again, he's talking to the 11. He's giving them a commission to tell Go everywhere and get people saved. That's the key, the gospel. We'll explain that in just a minute. Okay. But now when he talks about these signs that shall follow those who believe, verse 17, okay. He's not talking about them. They had already been doing all these things. No, no. He's talking to all those that they lead to Christ and then those who they lead to Christ, and then those who then lead others to Christ, and which brings us back to 2023. This is to continually happen to all those who believe get born again. Okay, do you understand that? Some people say, oh, well, that's just for 11. No, no, no. He's telling the 11, you get them saved, and these signs will follow them not just you, the 11, but all those who get saved after you. 
Read it for yourself. Say, Holy Spirit, is this true? Okay. And these signs shall follow those who believe. Not special anointed people. Yes, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. So definitely should be, but no. Ever person who gets born again, that believes, has a, a genuine encounter with Jesus Christ and gets born again from above. Okay. So let's just establish that. Okay. Not just for the leaven. They were already doing it. No, Jesus says this thing will continue on <laughs> basically until I come again. Okay. So what is supposed to be happening in those who get saved, who get Jesus, who are born again from above, who their spirit man has been regenerated by the Holy Spirit and your new creature in Christ. Heaven is your home. Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And yes, deliver and healer. And now you're going out and in the authority that Jesus has given you and I as believers. Now, what is it we're going to do? Well, let me read the whole list, and then we'll go back. In my name. In other words, Jesus says, in the authority, the delegated authority I give to you. Now, I love how Matthew says, all power authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. So Jesus, who has all authority, is delegating authority to those who get born again. Oh, so Jesus, who has all right to rule, says, now I'm sending you. I'm going back to heaven, and now I'm giving you the authority, the right to rule and do these things. Do you get the picture here? Okay. In my name, they shall cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Of course, we're talking about healing, but again, let's go through the list real quick. First of all, the gospel. The gospel we see in 1 15, 1 through 4 is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is his blood that has redeemed mankind. So, we tell people they can't go to heaven without Jesus. He's the only Savior. He's the one that came down from heaven, became man, lived a sinlessly perfect life, did great miracles, proven who he was, and then went to the cross and died for us and rose again and literally took all our sins upon himself. That's why I love 1 Peter 2.24, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being de dead to sins should live in the righteousness, but don't stop there, by whose stripes she were healed. And that's physical, mental, emotional, whatever healing you need. Okay. So in my name, delegated authority, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to cast out demons. Well, again, and I guess we got quite a bit of time right now. Let's go to Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. Turn the page. After these things, Luke chapter 10, after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself would come. Verse 9, Jesus talking, and heal the sick that are there, and say unto them, The kingdom of God has come near unto you. Did it work? Verse 17, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Notice what's, the, what's they're impressed by? Lord, even the demons are subject to us through thy name. And he, Jesus, said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you the born again believers 
specifically the 70, but he's talking to you too. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, that means Satan and his kingdom, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Boy, keep that in mind. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Oh, that's the thing you need to rejoice. My name's written in heaven. I'm born again. Jesus is my Savior and Lord, and I'm going to love and serve him all the days of my life and then get to go to heaven. And I'm believing we're hopefully, and we're believing that we're going to go up in the rapture, which could happen very, very soon. <laughs> okay. But Jesus said, we will cast out demons. Now, a lot of people, again, think, well, in our church, we're told that Satan's completely defeated and we have nothing to be concerned about the devil. Well, okay, that's partly true. Let's go to Colossians 2, 14 and 15. Uh, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. I love verse 15, and having spoiled principalities and powers, that's Satan's entire kingdom, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it, and it is the cross. Yes, Satan has been completely defeated on the cross through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Okay, but Jesus is giving this commission after he's died and rose again. Remember, he was back on earth for 40 days, and just before he goes to heaven, he tells them, we're going to still be doing these things. So even though Satan is defeated, we have to enforce his victory. He's not dead. The fallen angels are still around. The demons are still around. Satan hasn't been thrown into hell yet the lake of fire so we still have to go and as believers enforce his victory remember he's god over all those who are lost because they're dead in trespasses and sins and they're serving the devil do you understand that so we have to enforce that victory so i think jesus understood perfectly that even though he defeated satan he's still telling the 11 and telling those who get saved after him you're still going to have to deal with the devil i've given you authority i've given you the power of the holy spirit but you're going to have to be and here's the word you're going to have to be my enforcers in this life do you get the picture jesus says you're going to have to enforce my victory in this life over circumstances and situations that i send you into and therefore you'll come across people who are demon possessed you'll come across christians who are demonized and jesus says i've given you the authority and the power of my holy spirit to cast them out do you get the picture here? I think Jesus has perfect theology, and he says, this will keep going on until I return. Okay. In fact, actually, it's not till after the, uh, the devil's bound during the millennial reign of Christ, but at the end, he's loosed because those people have been born through, uh, through the millennial will still have to make a choice whether to go with Jesus or the devil. But that's another message, okay? So Jesus believes that even though he defeated Satan, 
that he's still alive and well on planet earth, but he's given us authority to defeat him and enforce his victory, which he won on the cross, in not only our lives, but in those that he will lead us and direct us to minister to. Does that make sense? Okay. So the first thing you're supposed to be doing once you get saved is learn how to cast out demons. Okay. Secondly, you're to speak with new tongues. Well, you understand that Jesus understood perfectly that not too long after his resurrection, there would be Pentecost. And on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, the baptism in the Holy Spirit would come into the church. And at that point, people began speaking with tongues. Acts 2, 4. Let's start verse 3. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay. So we see here comes the tongues when people are baptized in the Holy Spirit. They get a prayer language, and many times they have the ability to speak in other languages. Okay. And just real quickly, over here in 1 Corinthians uh, uh, 14, Paul's talking more about uh, tongues and interpretations. And he says in 1 Corinthians 14, 13, Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. Also, I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. Jump down to verse 18 for time's sake. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Okay, let me give you just a little revelation here. Paul was not a Baptist. Paul would have got kicked out of many Baptist churches even today. Do you understand? Get the picture? We'll leave it there. Okay. Tongue talker. The apostles, tongue talkers, would have got cast out of a lot of Baptist churches even today. We'll leave it there. Speak with new tongues. Prayer language. You know that if you got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you can get baptized if you'll come to Jesus and drink. Okay. Take up serpents. Okay, it can be literal physical serpents. It can be uh, uh, it can be animals, lions, tigers, bears. It can be dogs. It can be anything that would attack you. Take up serpents. Now we see specifically a serpent with Paul in Acts twenty-eight, but I don't have time to go there. But again, you have authority over the enemy when things try to take you out or take you down. You have authority to come against this and walk in victory. Now again, one of my favorite psalms, and I uh, pray it over myself and my family and others uh, regularly, almost every day, is Psalm 91. Uh, Let's just start in verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Verse 13, thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion, the serpent, shall thou trample under feet. Even in the Old Testament, they were to have dominion and authority over anything that tries to destroy them. Animal, it can be spiritually speaking to serpents in the form of spirits, but again, we don't want to get off on that. But the thing is, Jesus says, therefore it's true, 
and I can either agree with Jesus or not, and then I have to repent when I ever stop disagreeing with Jesus, they shall take up serpent. So you have uh, authority over anything that would try to hurt or destroy you, but you need to know you have you that authority, and you have to enforce it by faith. Also, if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Now, I told you about this mRNA material they're trying to sneak into plants and animals and things like that. You see, if they can't kill you with the death shot, they're going to try to put it into the food and things like that and, well, just kill you with whatever way they can do it with this material actually put in your food. So... What do you need to do? You need to bless your food and pray over it and be serious in it. Remember over here in 1 Timothy, uh, we'll talk about the last days, but again, um, let's go to verse 3, 1 Timothy 4, 3, forbidding to marry, this in other words, what wicked evil people would bring forth and demons, and commanding to abstain from foods which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving by them who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified, set apart, made holy, how? By the word of God in prayer. So bless your food, break off anything evil in it or poisonous, and God will keep you safe and healthy. And if someone tries to poison you, they're not going to get by with it. Do you get it? Okay. Because Jesus wants you to be well, right? And then here it is finally. And I might have to have They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Jesus says, those who get saved after the 11 will do this all the way down to now. Why can I lay hands on the sick and they recover? Because Jesus said so. Greatest key. Jesus lives in me. Another key. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Another key. Do you know in every Christian is the same Holy Spirit that Jesus, the 12, and the 70 had? Do you understand that? And therefore, Jesus understood that. So he's telling you and I who are born again from above, have the Holy Spirit, and yes, get baptized in the Holy Spirit, that we are to cast out demons, but we're to also lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. In fact, we see this in James uh, chapter 5, how this was to never stop being gone, happening. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he hath committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another. What? That you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So, healing was supposed to continue. Also, Paul teaches us in 1 Corinthians 12, there's spiritual gifts that we can covet and receive and operate in for the benefit of the body of Christ. Let me name a couple of them. Workings of miracles, gifts of healings. Oh, yeah. 
How about discerning the spirits? That's good for casting out demons. Words of knowledge. Sometimes just speaking what God says about that person will give them faith to get healed. Did you understand that? Gift of faith, mountain moving faith. Prophecy through a prophetic word person can get healed. Do you understand that? Healing is for today. Jesus, Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Great Commission says, we're to go, and in Jesus' name, which he said that he's given us already permission to use, and then through the power of the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that Jesus the 12 and the 70 had, we are to learn how to allow the Holy Spirit to fill us, control us, and Jesus' life flowing through us. Does that make sense? The life of Jesus is in me. The life of Jesus is to flow through me to others through the power of the Holy Spirit and the authority of his name. So I encourage you, begin to practice laying hands on the sick and in Jesus' name, commanding the sicknesses to go. we got to stop now. Okay, but it's not going to work if you're not born again. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? If not, pray with me. Dear God, I see it. I know that I'm a sinner. I understand and believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose again, and it's only his precious blood that can forgive me. I'm coming to you, Lord Jesus. I repent of all my sins. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and life and be my Savior and Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org or send an email to Pastor Gary. His email is GaryCulp at Yahoo.com. Please join them again next week as they continue to expound on God's truth in a relevant and practical way.